When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Hey Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy, on now at APCO. <laughs> for our Olympic rowers, you'd be fair to assume that winning gold at the Olympics might be as prestigious as their achievements get in a 12-month period. And while that might be up, to, up for debate, Kiwi Grace Prendergast has ticked a box that can certainly rival it. Yesterday, Grace was past part of the Cambridge 8, which won the 75th edition of the iconic boat race, setting a record time up the Thames, beating Oxford. It's a rivalry as old as famous as it comes, and Grace is on the line with us now. Morena, Grace, thanks for joining us. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. No, thanks for joining the show. Hey, congratulations. Um, how was the whole experience racing in the, in the famous race on River Thames? Yeah, thank you very much. Um, it was incredible. I think I thought I sort of knew all about the boat race and sort of what it involved. But as we kind of got closer and closer to the day, I was like, God, this is a big regatta. And I mean, like I've, I've done a lot of rowing in my time, but it's not overly um, sometimes a huge spectator sport for people. And then you turn up to this one and there's just people lining the bank. So it was quite a new experience. Is it like Twizel, Grace, you know, like going down to the Māori or, um, you know, do the do the students and that get into it, stuff like, you know, make a, like a big festival party of it? Yeah, it, it is like that. Like I'd say there's, there's literally hundreds of thousands of people on the bank and I'd say um, there's a real mixture of people that are actually there to see some rowing and people that are just there to sort of have a good time on the bank. Um it's, it's probably a cross between like a Henley and a, and a sort of a Marty type vibe. But yeah, it's, mm. it's weird to do a race that's so long and you literally have people following down like the whole the whole way down the course. It's pretty cool. Uh, is this something that's kind of on your radar as a young rower when you when you go into those early trainings on the river and, and you're, you're trying to set goals for the future? I know you've been to Olympics, you've won gold and you've, you've, you've reached the peaks. But is this something that is on your radar too, going over to to the UK and racing in the famous race? Um, I don't think it was really on my radar until I got a bit older. I think it wasn't until, I mean, like we hear a bit about the boat race in New Zealand um, mm. and just just because it is such like a well-known race. But then I think coming over here, I was like, wow, it is literally like an iconic race. And it wasn't until I sort of knew of a few people before me that had either gone to Cambridge or Oxford and done a similar thing and they just said it was, such a cool experience to be a part of that I really started thinking about maybe, maybe I'd want to do it and maybe I'd want to give the whole experience a go and I'm, I'm very pleased I did. <laughs> hey Grace, did, nice. are you over there, um, obviously to get some education as well, is that, is that more uh, uh, why the reason you're there or is it, you know, to pick the race up was a bit of a bonus? 
Um, yeah, definitely for the education as well. And I think I've just, like, I've been in the New Zealand rowing program for so long that I knew post-Tokyo, I, I wasn't sure what way I wanted to go with my rowing, but I knew regardless of whether I wanted to keep going for another four years or call it there, I'd, I'd want something different to do after the Olympics. And this way I was coming over, getting, like, another great education, um, still rowing regardless. So whatever way I wanted to go, it was either transitioning me into the sport or transitioning me on. Um, so it kind of just ticked all the boxes and... Sort of, yeah, I've been living in Cambridge, New Zealand for about 10 years since literally leaving high school. So I think I was, I was ready mm. for a little bit of a change. And this is literally, this is a big change. <laughs> nice. Well, the record time that you, you're rowing eight set, um, you know, t- tell us about that. I know you got Ruby two, uh, Ruby 2 in your team. She's another fellow Kiwi. But tell us the, about the makeup of the team and, and where all the other rowers come from. And, you know, the moment when you got a record time, was that always part of, of your guys' goals going into this race to try and break records, or was it just getting the job done that was that was the kind of the, the main goal? I think the main goal was the just sort of getting the job done. I think it, it was weird for me lining up in a race having no clue how fast your competition was. Like, in international mm. rowing, you always have constant regattas to sort of be checking in, and you'll know who's fast, who's not that fast, but I was like, we're literally lining up in the line, never having raced this crew before, never having done anything with them. Um, you just didn't know how it was going to go. So I think that was the main the main focus. But we were quite a um, diverse range of people in our boat, so that worked quite well. Like we had, um, we had another international from the British team who'd also been in Tokyo racing, um, and she'd raced the boat race a few times before, which is great uh always great knowledge and then like our coxswain was this 18 year old guy that had grown up in in london so i think yeah we had a real range of ages and experiences but yeah i think that's been part of the cool experience over here like i've been literally rowing with some people that have learned to row about three years ago whereas um i've been rowing for god knows how long (laughs) um so yeah it's, it's nice to sort of change it up a bit and sort of get a bit of a fresh perspective again Oh, that's that's really cool to hear, Grace. And a tough sport, eh? You know, like you're you're up early every morning and you're rowing, you know, copious amounts of hours on the on the lakes down in um, down in Cambridge and wherever you wherever you can get that boat in the water. Has has, it, has the trip to Cambridge sort of given you a, a fresh mindset? Um, um, and say and saying that we're only two ways two years away from the. Olympics and and you and Kerry are hopefully going back to defend your gold. Is are you feeling good about that? It, it has it has given me a, um, like a new fresh perspective. I think you can get pretty um, into the routine of what you're doing, and that's that's great for as for a certain amount of time. But then I think there comes a time where you're like, I need to make sure I'm still really enjoying the day to day training. Um, and I think coming over here has sort of put it in perspective that I do like love the rowing um, and actually love the training. Um, but yeah, it's been nice to sort of get out of the bubble for a little bit um, and just sort of experience a slightly different way of life where rowing isn't your sort of your, not necessarily your number one focus. Um, it's been nice to sort of balance other things into my life and just, I think, yeah, have a little mental break because, yeah, as you say, rowing's a pretty full-on sport and it can it can take a lot of your time and energy. So yeah, it's it's, it's been really nice change actually. Two questions, uh, Grace. Quickly, uh, how do they celebrate? How do they celebrate a win like uh, the Cambridge the River Thames big race? And uh, what have you got coming up? Well, what's next on, on your 
your busy schedule, busy calendar, uh, study, rowing, any big events coming up for you? Um, yeah, they celebrate quite different the um, the boat race. I think it's 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 a very like prestigious race. So it's all about the um, the big magnums of champagne, and you get to spray them. Whereas like obviously a world rowing regatta is very much like you get your medal. It's quite serious. Um, so yeah, it was it was a lot of champagne spraying, um, and then it was literally you rush off to like a black tie formal dinner. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely not a way I'm used to celebrating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then there's an after-after party. Um, so it's a lot of celebrating for a boat race. Um, but, yeah, it's, nice. it's, it's pretty cool. Like, you've got people um, you literally haven't seen in years that have come come to watch just because it's such, like, a fun event for people to watch. So, um, yeah, no, it was it was great. And just for the whole team to do pretty well as I – obviously our men didn't quite get the win but still had a really good race. Um, so that was good. But, yeah. And then next for me, I think – It'll be nice to sort of, like, it's been quite chaotic trying to fit all the rowing in with the study. And then, obviously, when you're at a university mm. like Cambridge as well, there's so many extra activities you can kind of make the most of. So I think now that um, we can be a little bit more flexible, we're not building up to the boat race, I think I'll try and enjoy the uni experience and see where that takes me. Um, and then I think soon I'll have to sort of make a call about rowing internationally and when the team comes over and sort of decide my future there. <laughs> nice, nice. I We're going to have to let you go very, very shortly. I just want to ask you one quick question. Um, how difficult is it to be to be chosen to, to race for Cambridge in this in this race? Like, uh, you, you know, you've, you're, you're saying it with ease, but there's obviously a lot of effort and you've got to be picked to be able to be a part of this side as well. So have you ever really thought how lucky you are or, or you know... Lucky's, luck's got nothing to do with it, but can you tell us how hard it is to be a part of this? Yeah, it's, it's a pretty intense environment, and especially over here, I think there's something, like at these universities, the amount of people that row, more people row than don't probably here. So I think there's about 3,000 mm. people that row at the university, and then you're trying to pick a top eight out of that. So it is, it's pretty ruthless, yeah. and um, I think you're just on such a short time frame as well, and every year it's sort of, you have different people that come in for a one-year master's course and the years after the Olympics obviously attract a lot of international rowers as well, so that makes it harder. So, yeah, it's it's pretty ruthless. It's um, it's a lot like high-performance sport I've found since being here, which caught me off guard. Like, I thought it would be a little bit more casual, but no, it's, yeah, they, it, it's a very serious thing and I think just sort of shows how important the boat race is to people. Nice, nice. Oh, we really appreciate you coming on the show, Grace, and uh, congratulations again on winning the River Thames boat race, and uh, hopefully we'll get to see you back home soon, but good luck with your studies going forward and, and whatever the future holds for you. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well done, Grace. There you go. Gracie, well done. Big effort. It's, uh, big effort. Mm. And it, Rowing, mate, man. I it, yeah, oh. As I was just going to say, um, you know, when she's talking about relaxing and and taking some time out in Cambridge and getting that getting that win and obviously enjoying the magnums of champagne and and the dinners and the way they party and that, um, my boy mate, my boy rode uh, for Westlake Boys and went to the Marty four times. Um, mm. You know, got a got a bronze in the junior year and was was in the final boat in the eights and the seniors the final year before pulling out because he'd had too much. But funny story, mate. Um, how he got into rowing, 
he jumped in the car one day in third form and my boy played rugby through his careers, through the J grades and all that out out at Silverdale, out where um out where quite a few good all blacks have come out of there. Um our our, our mate Mr. Osborne obviously played out there at Silverdale and he jumped mm. in that car one day, mate, and we we he just he just got to high school and he's he played his first game for Westlake Westlake um, third in the third form was I don't know what the grade was. He said he hopped in the car, mate, and I was watching. The coach never showed up. Oh, actually, the coach showed up. He was a kid. Well, I think it was a fifth form, and he had to go at half time. So I ended up coaching the side at half time, and he so sort of his face changed when I walked down on the pitch. We jump in the car, and he's sort of he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him. He starts to he broke down. He said, "Oh, Dad, I don't want to play rugby anymore." And I'm like, "Mate, oh okay, what's that?" And I was sort of you know me wanting just wanting my boy to play football. He goes, oh, I'm just, you know, every time people, I, put, I put, a, put my pair of boots on, people say, oh, you know, mate, can you play like your dad? <laughs> like this? And I got it, mate, straight away. You know, I, got like, I said, hey, mate, look, you don't have to play football because, because I want you to play football. Don't worry about it. You know, forget about it, okay? No more football for you. Mm. And then I, we were driving along, I was thinking, well, that's sport done. And then I said, but you've got to do something, eh, son? Like that, and he sort of looked up at me. I said, "Mate, and I'd heard about this rowing program. I'd, I'd just passing fleeting went past my ear one day, and I just said to him, what about rowing?' Like that. Anyway, he ended up getting into rowing. Mate, I've got to say, one of the best sports I've ever been associated with. Like just driving the values and the ethic and the commitment from kids. And he got into it. He, and he, in the end, he was that good. I had. When he when he finished up and said oh, I've had enough because it's a really tough program. I really I hear what Grace is saying. You know, real busy. Yeah. He said oh, I've had enough, and this was in his seventh form year, and they were going to Marty in the seniors final. And Mike Stanley, who we all know who Mike Stanley is, he was running the Westlake program. He phoned me up and he said, Oh look, your your boy's got he's got some talent, um, and obviously going well, he can take rowing further. So my boy's going to get mm. head down that path. I said that to Noah, and Noah said. Nah, Dad, I'm done like that. Or you know, back in my day, my dad said, "My dad said, boy, you're going to training, mate. I'd go to training whether I had a cold or had a broken leg. Otherwise, he was getting me by the ear and dragging me along." And I said that to Mike Stanley, and I said, "Mate, I'm sorry, mate, but I'm just not like I'm not like my dad." <laughs> he said, if "My boy don't want to row. That's his choice, mate. I'm sorry like that." Oh. So, mate, I get it. Eh? I really get the, what Grace is saying, but behind the behind mm. the conversation is. Man, I'm I'm burnt out. I needed a break. You know, I'm really enjoying my time over in um, in Cambridge, and just to get that freshen up with a fresh mindset, come back in a couple of years for the Olympics. What a champion! What a champion! What a champion, Bert. Awesome, Gimpy. That's a great story, and that's probably uh, I'm sure it's hit, hits home with a lot of people. Uh, I'm not a parent, but Izzy, I'm sure you've got you can react to that oh. about like your, your boy. I'm sure you've thought that's something you've considered. I love that, Kim, because, um, you know, you always there's going to be kids and parents out there that assume Arlo's going to be a rugby player and he's going to be a great rugby player, you know, like because his dad played rugby and he played for the All Blacks, blah, blah, blah. And, and it actually puts a lot of pressure on these young kids, eh, growing up, that, that there's all these expectations on these kids. Look, I'm going to be like you, Kimpy. Look, if my son doesn't play rugby, I won't care one bit. I won't care one bit. As long as he's doing something that he loves, look, he might be terrible. He might be terrible at rugby, and, and, and that doesn't matter. I, I just want to see him uh, being happy, enjoying whatever he does, and, and just supporting him. And um, I love that, mate. That's that's awesome from you, just taking that weight of a 
uh, weight of a nation off a young kid's shoulders, you know, like he's probably carrying all that expectation that you've been there and done that and people are expecting that and for you mm. to go and say, look, I don't care if you don't play it. You just play whatever you want and you just be happy and I'll support you 100%. And that's that's what I'll be doing, mate, with Arlo. Good um, man. In the, in the red and black in the Christchurch re- club. Mate, and the, and the funny thing is he that, that year he pulled out a row and he come to me and said, Dad, I think I want to play rugby league. So, mate, we played <laughs> rugby, you know what I mean? Not rugby league. Yeah. Yeah. And and he yeah. come to me in that final year of school and said, I, want to, I think I want to play rugby league. And, of course, Westlake had a rugby league team. Mate, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, mate, could have said that when you were six. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a rugby league man. So, yeah. so I go, yeah, mate, get into it. So he gets into it. He's got he got two left feet, my boy, but man, he can tackle. And we we're talking about that the other day, you know, like, mate, you can tackle, you can Just tackle. Folding, yeah. get, folding people like Brandon Smith. Jeez, he hits hard. Uh, that was awesome, boys. Great, Derek, to hear that, Kempi. And you're right, rowing. Although they do say, and double eight, double three. Can you confirm tough this? Sport. It's tough <laughs> sport if you've rowed, and also you're a parent of a rower because they reckon it's one of the hardest sports to be a parent. Early morning trainings here, dropping them off. The amount they eat. I've heard. I've had lots of friends that rowed, and the, the parents are like, always oh, said to my parents, "Oh, glad Louis never got into rowing because it is demanding." But when you get to the top, like Grace Prendergast, it's all worth it. Twenty three past seven o'clock here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. The Temper Bed Post text machine. Are you into rowing? What's it done for you? How's it changed your life? Get in touch with us right now. Love to hear from you. Back in a minute. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.